standby. Hold on, hold on. It wouldn't be the gaming podcast Hello. live without some technical hitches. I left the cover on and we're here now because we have a nice picture. Uh, hello, welcome everyone to the gaming podcast live. Um, your fortnightly update of all things happening in the gaming magazine world. I obviously always can't do this alone. We're seeing ourselves on the screen here. It's the wonderful Miabyte. Oh, oh, yes, it me, it me. It is you. Oh. It is you. How are you all doing today? How are you? How, how's everything going over there in, in Robin Land? Yes, all good. I had a disappointing Sunday lunch. Um, not cooked by me. My Sunday lunches are excellent. But no, we went to a, a pub for for Father's Day and it was it was soggy and no one likes a soggy Sunday lunch. Oh, um, yeah. Unless, you're, unless you've got dodgy teeth, in which case you're probably quite glad of having a soggy Sunday lunch. But probably. I wasn't. Like, yeah. it's, I, it, was it, was it, were you there at the uh, the early bird hours? Was it was it there? We're there, at, we're there at two. Like it should be prime Sunday lunch territory. Prime but... Sunday lunch hours. I guess you'll have to give me the info exactly. on, on which restaurant. Exactly. Or, or oh, it was. It's not. It's not near us. It was down. Um, down in Kettering, down in oh. Northamptonshire. Oh gosh. Oh. I know. Oh, I know. I. I, I, have had, uh... I have had new vaccinations for coming back from since coming back from there. So. Oh well, it's Father's Day. It uh, is Father's Day. Known to some as, as Daddy's Day, but we don't talk about there's, that. There's plenty of those jokes being played out on my Instagram as we speak. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, there's quite a lot. Not my personal one. Um, there's quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of people I follow. I don't know what it says about the people that I follow, but quite a lot of people that I follow. I, sort of I, I res- thank, I'm going to reserve you. judgment. I'm not going to say anything <laughs> about the people. I'm fa- thanking their follow. daddies for, uh, for their Sunday morning present, I suppose. But there you go. Anyway, just as a quick reminder, for those of you joining us live, uh, you can interact with this podcast because it is a live podcast, uh, both here in the Twitch chat and over in the special dedicated section in the Gaming Magazine Discord, which you can go visit by visiting gamingmag.com forward slash Discord. Um, yeah, you can you can totally you can. do that. You can absolutely totally do that. Like the, the link is below if you're watching the uh, video version of the podcast. Now... As it's DigiPride, uh, much like last time, we're not just going to be joined by not one special guest, but two. That's that's two 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 <laughs> special guests on our podcast this summer. Exactly. Yes. Oh, I, I can hear the I can hear the cheering in the background going already. Um, so first of all, our first special guest is Steph Bo from Sports Interactive. Hey, Steph. The cheering. Oh, oh, dark screen. Nope. Dark screen of death. Dark screen of death. There is no step. It's okay. Uh, well, mm. I, I can, oh, hang on. Let me try again. There you go. Heck yeah. There's Steph. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. I don't know what happened. I didn't. You're out in the world. Hey, guys. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me. I'm good. I've been climbing small mountains. In the Lake District, mm. so I'm um, uh, good. I did not have a disappointing, uh, soggy Sunday lunch. No, just just just, uh, <laughs> just tracking and just walking. A, just, yeah. just had a really rubbish salad at the top of a hill. What, what, <laughs> what is the outside world like at the moment? Uh, many of us haven't experienced that for a while. What, what is that? What is that like? Mm. Yeah, it was pretty hot and sunny. Yeah, I thought it's rain all day, but thank God it didn't. Yeah, it's been good. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, welcome. So, Steph, tell us what it is that you do at Sports Interactive. 
I am a uh, 3D environment artist and I've uh, been at Sports Interactive for about just over seven years. Nice. Yeah, working on Football Manager. Absolutely. I mean, so Football Manager has a really cool pride feature, um, which is quite quite rare for a football game, a football management game. Um, tell us about that and like, how long has the feature been in the game for? Uh, yeah, we have uh, what, we, what we call gay gens. Um, so uh, when you play Football Manager, you can obviously like play into the future uh, to a point where players would start retiring. So the computer, the game, then starts to create fictional new young players who are coming through. And uh, we call them new gens. Um, once they're into the game, they're playing, playing for your team and stuff, there's a possibility that one of these players, fictional players, will come out as gay. Oh, really? That's and amazing. At that, yeah. So at that point, you get like a message in your like, you get like a, you have an in-game email inbox because everyone needs more inboxes <laughs> yeah. full of emails. Um, you get like a message in there telling you a player's come out and then you get another message from your like commercial director telling you there's been like a boost to revenue for the club. So it has like a positive impact as people go out and buy the shirts and merchandise for that player. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, like obviously, because I just found out about that for the first time. So I was uh, incredibly surprised and, and happy about that. But how's been the uh, the general reaction from, from fans at the moment for that? Uh, yeah, so, well, we put it in in 2017. So Football Manager 2018 is um, when it appeared. And generally, it's been very positive. Um, we made it positive in game because we think it should be a positive thing to have a player come out and you know overall uh, people are more concerned when they play football manager they're more concerned that the players are good mm. <laughs> <laughs> like as, as they should be i suppose uh, and, and people generally were very positive about it we did have some kind of negative reactions mm. you know, as always i can imagine yeah, there's always gonna be a little bit of um, our studio head yeah our studio had had some letters good old-fashioned letters <laughs> sent to him they were unimpressed Wait, whoever wrote they that actually receive like physical uh, but, letters through the post or is it yeah oh they God. sent this they sent this letter but i think when they printed it they put their name on it so they cut out their name and then posted the rest of the letter oh. <laughs> so it's, it's amazing how people can stand by their convictions you know what i mean <laughs> it's so great yeah yeah it's, it just had so this weird like square thought, hold on a second <laughs> If I'm sending yeah. hate mail, I probably shouldn't send it on my beautifully embossed headed notepaper. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but but that's I would say that's you know that was in a minority of reaction. Like just like last year, we changed our Foot Manager logo to the rainbow logo for the first time, and that was overwhelmingly positive as yeah. well. I imagine for like the the company as a whole, it's it's um, you're you're overjoyed and you find it's like important that you have these features being added to the game or. How is how's the overall Yeah. Um how did how did that come about I mean, actually? The, like how did those conversations start? I believe that like I believe that it came about from uh Miles, who's our studio head, uh talking to uh with a guy called Hugo Schechter, who is a like he was working at the time as a player liaison. It's it, Southampton, I think. Uh someone will correct me if I get that wrong. And he'd come out 
so he's like, he's not a player, but he came out to the dressing room, as it were. And I think there was an article in like the Times with an interview with him. And he'd been talking with Miles. And from that conversation came this idea of why not have a player come out in the future? They have to be fictitious so we don't get sued. Um, you know, but a f- player in the future comes out and it's kind of a, there's a blip that the, you know, the revenue increases, it has a positive impact in the little game world you've made. And then it's almost nothing. Like mm. it's it's more important how they play because that's, you know, p- people who play foot manager, that's what they want to, you know, get mm-hmm. the best team, mm-hmm. the best players and stuff. Yeah, so it's, it just came from that. Um, it, yeah. It's a really important topic, isn't it? Because obviously the football world, there still isn't a professional current player that's out and proud. No. And I think being able to kind of bring that into uh, alongside all the brilliant campaigns like Rainbow Laces and and the Rainbow Armbands, the captains and stuff, that that is a really important thing to try and normalize and and show a positive effect of having someone queer uh, on your team. And I actually believe I'm going to sort of hopefully try and lead you into a little spoiler that uh, that Rainbow Laces and Armbands are coming to the game. Is that true? Yeah, they will be in the game. Um, I don't know when exactly. I don't work. It'll be part of like character work, mm-hmm. and I work on environments, so I don't know what the schedule and stuff for it is. But I know that we've decided they will come in. Um, and where is the so the <clears throat> the gay gen stuff went in is like an Easter egg, mm. kind of under the radar. The we didn't publicize it. It just went in, and it was when we started doing the the pre-release betas and stuff like that, then people started to find it and they posted about it on social media and stuff. I think this one will go in in a kind of a, it's in this one, we'll tell people. Awesome. I hope so anyway. Well, I've just told people, haven't I? So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. First on, yeah. it's a gaming podcast yeah. live exclusive um, that Rainbow, more Rainbow stuff is coming to Football Manager, which is absolutely yeah. fantastic. Oh, we, do also, we do also have in the, in the stands... Mm um supporters flags and we have rainbow supporters flags because there are lots of uh lgbt uh supporters groups and they often have rainbow flags so we put them in as well that was like an off the cuff middle of the year decision why don't we put rainbow flags in let's do it (laughs) if you if you get a gay gen on your team is that linked to them like do people start flying the rainbow flag if the players on the team or is that across the board no, they're just there nice. because, like now, like you said, there's no current players mm-hmm. who are out, um, but there are LGBT supporter Absolutely. groups. Absolutely. So we just put them in the in the stands. Brilliant. Um, I'm I'm going to be the contentious one. This isn't mm. in every country that you operate in, is it? There it has been. No, we... There has been some gatekeeping and geo targeting uh to sort of push back in and not push back but to allow the game to exist in certain territories where where sort of queer queer stuff isn't isn't particularly looked well upon yeah we have a list of i think it's like 24 countries where these features won't appear because either it would then become illegal to sell the game or they'd put an 18 rating Mm. on it and so this is i don't don't know where exactly the decision is made whether we want to just do it anyway <laughs> i was going to say is that um, but there is a I, list I, I, I don't want to say, well, obviously I'm, I'm not putting you on the spot to sort of like run the entire game franchise but but it, it, there surely comes a point where you you would hope that it's just a stand is made of like if you can't accept lgbt stuff you can't play our game hmm. yeah there yeah and we we do have you know we work with um 
uh, kick it out and they mm. have the this homophobia stuff and we do like talk with them to see like these are the countries that we haven't put the, this feature in it does this tally up with the countries you think there are problems in and we talk back and forth with that kind mm. of uh, stuff to see what approach they're taking and should we follow what they do or, or you know it could be a great education it's commercial stuff isn't it like i think yeah putting an 18 rating is difficult to sell the game then it is but it could compared but i think to... it could be it, it could be quite a good educational tool in in a sense of like if it's obviously don't do anything that make your game illegal or make sega illegal or sports interactive yeah. obviously yeah, don't definitely. do that bit but if it's a case of like having a game on don't sale um even though it's an 18 plus surely that's sort of i mean again i'm not, I'm not grilling you here because it's it's above it's well above no, your I, there must be a point there where... has to be a point where we sort of think like it's good just to have a footprint a, a queer footprint in that country and people can learn from it. There's, yeah. this, it. It works with it works in the tourist industry where people go to countries and there's a, a burgeoning LGBT tourism in in a country that maybe isn't quite so hot on it. Um, that sort of changes hearts and minds. Yeah, I, I don't know what the tipping point mm. for picking saying we won't do that in that country is. Mm. But well, I'd like to, I I would hope the list shortens. Yeah. yeah, I would hope so too. I I think like as far as things are going in gaming, things are moving in a more positive direction. Um, I know yourselves, uh, Sports Interactive is a Sega studio, so you fall underneath the uh, Sega Pride Group. It's actually amazing to even know that there's Sega a Pride. Uh, Pride Group within Sega even operating. That's that's great. Um, how have you enjoyed uh, having that representation group at work? Yeah, it's been really cool. Um, I kind of like joined in with them. So mm. I get to go to lots of their meetings because that we don't have a, well, at that point, we didn't have a, a group of uh, like LGBT people at SI, mm. at least not who were out that I knew about. Um, so I kind of joined in with them to see what they were doing and stuff. And um, they've done like, the, the group's not been going for that long, but they've done some really, you know, they're kind of... Um, working on company policies, working on social events, mm. um, working on um, how can we do fun stuff for people to get involved with Pride. And of course, then last year happened, so we didn't go to Pride as a group, but <laughs> fingers crossed. Um, Don't worry, none of us went to Pride as a like, yeah. I know, I know. It's not like we missed out, yeah. was it? Um, done like charity, kind of like fundraising. Um, they We had a... Uh, they did a history month like a panel they had people come and talk that we could do there's lots of intranet kind of things I contributed like a, a big article on uh, LGBT stuff in football which is basically like a long list of female football players <laughs> who are amazing um, but you know kind of went through like some history there of going back to you know the early kind of 20th century footballers then no female footballers uh, people like John Fashnu mm. I think I got that name yeah. right. I hope yeah, I got that name right. Uh, and like that, like awful, this heartbreaking story about him. Mm. Um, and then obviously some players have come out after they've retired. So I mentioned some of those. And then I shone lights on like, uh, you know, queer football teams um, and supporters groups. So uh, they do like all this kind of stuff to make it feel like a, a bit of a, like it feels like a community and it's nice to be around, around your people as it were um, at work. And know that they're kind of working for, you know, um, policy stuff. And the, I don't want to say boring, but because it, it's important. But that side of it inside a company. And I believe, I hope I get this right, the British LGBT Awards, 
they're on the top 10 shortlist for getting an award Ooh. for being a like a workplace pride group this year. i think it's in august yeah. the awards mm-hmm. which is pretty amazing and um sunit and jasmine especially have done loads of work i think you know jasmine yeah we've um Robin, I, yeah I, I, we, yeah we've got an <laughs> I did an interview with her a couple of weeks ago when we first started with DigiPride because obviously Sega are one of our fabulous sponsors. Um, and with that interview is coming out, um, I'm hoping in the next couple of weeks, maybe, um, when we talk more about how yeah. the sort of group... They've done loads of yeah. work, it, amazing absolutely. work uh, for the group and brought in and, and, and what I love to... Other studios too. One, 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 sorry, no, no, sorry <laughs> slight delay. Um, one really quick point on that, and I think it's really important to note this as well. This is not sega sega europe or sega uk operating in isolation this is sanctioned from the top of sega on the sort of daddy sega on japan side sort of thing um and i, I was talking to jasmine about it and it's like they the rainbow logo that you've got on your chest was designed in japan for for the sega europe uh, pride group which is fantastic yeah. to have that level of support from japan which we obviously know has its own challenges yeah, and they're very like this is Sega logo, mm. this is the blue. So to get them to kind of do a Pride version was like very exciting and very cool. Uh, and then some people in the group have been sent some of these T-shirts, which was uh, far too exciting. I won't. I won't. I was, <laughs> yeah, I saved it for today. I was like, I'm going to put it on today, and you can't quite see it on the screen, so I'm going to show it again. I love that so um, much. I, like, today. like, yeah, I'm so jealous right now. Yeah. As like, as a as a big Sega yeah. fan, like seeing that in in the rainbow colors, I'm like, I want that. I think it shows that he's, I, th- I think it shows everything in really great light, and I think it shows that Sega is sort of leading the way in the in and and things are sort of turning the corner in Japan. I really do. Um, and I, I think mm-hmm. we're not going to. I made a prediction, I think, because of the the Olympics, which obviously has been sort of stemmed slightly by the pandemic. But I really do think that in the next sort of 12 to 18 months, um, I think there are going to be some pretty wholesale changes around Japan as well. Um, mm, mm. I'm because, really surprised, like, how, yeah. how Japanese countries are, are kind of, like, coming across. Uh, I've seen multiple now actually, like, embracing creating characters for Pride or just, like, yeah. using the, yeah. the rainbow iconography. It's yeah. fantastic to see. There's a few other Japanese sort of games companies out there as well that have done Pride stuff for their, for their overseas territories. Mm. Um in, in a really meaningful way as well so much love to sega steph thank you so much for joining us um uh, no thank you for having it's me it's been an absolute pleasure um please go and rest your feet from all your hiking and your walking it's <laughs> what was tomorrow's activities yeah. canoeing and mountain, mountain biking, biking. Oh. Oh. Yes. wonderful so so i have to get up early to go and uh, <laughs> ride around grisdale forest on a mountain bike sounds which good. i can't wait sounds good great. right thank you so much for taking some time out your holiday for joining us um and that's steph everyone say goodbye goodbye steph bye steph bye bye, bye, bye steph bye. <laughs> Lovely. okay yeah that was steph absolutely fantastic to uh get to talk to steph and uh and find out about about all the wonderful things coming to uh to sega and the, the absolutely world. it's i mean how fantastic to have a have a football manager game which is kind of perceived to be the sort of the straightest of the straight sort of thing and, and having uh, that, to be having fair a... yeah it is kind of like a like a man's man bloke kind of thing which is why i don't like going on football at all yeah you know, you know that's, that's it's the sort that's... of game that if you bought the this sort of the deluxe edition it would come with a pint oh yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly but no, i mean and, and to have that kind of like leading the way and really kind of championing sort of a beacon of diversity and stuff as well that's really really cool mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. we've got another guest we have got another guest uh our next guest 
if you don't know them, you are missing out. It is the wonderful Luke Boogie. Hi. Boogie on down Luke Boogie. (laughs) How are you doing today, Luke? How are you? I'm just peachy dorm, keeping well. Excellent. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, Anything you've been up to, obviously, sort of like before we get into our weekly recaps, we, I, I had my disappointing Sunday roast. Um, anything today that's been particularly exciting for you? Had a face mask today. It was amazing. Nice. Oh, I think I'm breaking my modded Minecraft habit, so I feel like that's a boost for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, we kick off the rest of the podcast now uh, with our weekly recaps, which are the things that we've been doing, the things that we've been playing, and, and uh, all that sort of such fun stuff. Before I get into the game that I've been playing this week, I have actually been playing a game. Uh, a quick DigiPride up, uh, update from my side. Uh, we have a new competition that launched, which is for specifically for English and... Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm so sorry. For British and Irish uh, people out there from UK and Ireland. Uh, it's from Xbox, and it's the chance to get your hands on the pride controller the thing that you cannot get your hands on we can help you get your hands on it uh, wait so the wait pride controller, there's yeah. a giveaway for that now damn yeah i want yeah. that so bad i'm gonna enter Absolutely. our own competition for, <laughs> under, like... under, under a pseudonym <laughs> i know right yeah imagine if i won get yourself on over to digit for to gamemag.com slash competitions uh to go and check out we have two uh competitions there's another one launching tomorrow uh but we have two competitions currently live one is for sega the lovely sega that's just that's Mm -hmm. just departed um which to recap is a whole ton of sonic 30th merch plus one steam key that unlocks the entire sega library 760 odd games game you can you can go and get your hands on that and that's available to the whole world but if you live in the uk or ireland you can enter the xbox uk and ireland competition which gets you not just the pride controller it also gets you an xbox series s it's the first time they have given away a next gen console to to the uk audience and they're doing it through digipride uh what else what else what else oh the pride controller and um some of the pride merch the really lovely pride merch that's floating around as well so Mm -hmm. t-shirt and a bag and something else so yes uh digipride competitions gamemag.com slash competitions there's another one dropping tomorrow as well oh can we get a a quick sneak peek at what that's going to be or is that still secret no because i haven't written it down yet okay um, all right okay off the top of my head okay. uh, it will, let's keep it as a surprise by the time right. if you're listening to this podcast um obviously the audio podcast on tuesday the, uh, the competition will be live so you can go and find out what that third one is uh for the people that are watching this broadcast live give it 24 hours uh and we'll announce <laughs> what, what that third right, one is right. because other than competitions uh, what else has been yes. happening with DigiPride? Um, we had a fantastic uh, panel the other day, Queer Voices in Games panel. You can go and I watch that. Up on that. I, I missed that one. It's and I really wanted amazing. to listen to that we one. Had, we had uh, five or six fantastic voice actors um, from across the spectrum that were all there talking about the wonders of voice acting. I particularly enjoyed uh, the conversation that we had about efforts, which is the grunting noises, as I call them. Um, so that the sort of the hilarity of having to record mm-hmm. <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, exactly. Like everything um, the Zelda. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah, um, and um, yeah. So that was a that was a really great comp- that was a really great p- 
panel. You can watch that back as a VOD on Twitch if you're watching that, or you can head over to our Gaming Magazine YouTube channel where the video has been uploaded there too. Um, we had also a fantastic stream from the lovely Miavite, um, who uh, was it, you did your Xbox uh, E3 watch along. <laughs> Nearly. Yeah, that, that, that one. Um, uh, you did, your, you, you did your fantastic watch along uh, and you had some fun with that. We can talk about E3 in just a second. And the big, 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 big news um, is our headline show that's taking place next Friday, um, which is the uh, digital drag show. My mind just went suddenly really blank. It's Bitch Pudding is back. Uh, she's been away for a while. Uh, she is back with a new digital drag show, Gaming Edition. Every it's in a fantastic lineup. Uh, Tia Coffee, uh, Just Jeremy, uh, Erica Clash, loads, loads of others. I can't even think of the rest of them. Um, and every single person that's on there is doing something that is inspired by video games. So the entire drag show is video game themed. Uh, that airs at stupid o'clock in the morning here in the UK, um, but it airs around about 7 p.m. Um, PST in the US and 10 p.m. EST on Bitch Pudding's Twitch. Um, we will have a VOD to watch back for the rest of the weekend. So if you do uh, miss it or you live in the UK and you don't want to start watching at 3 a.m., um, then you can just watch it back. Yeah, I promise it's going to be an amazing time. Um, there is a giveaway for Sugar Pill Cosmetics as well. I should give a shout out to them. Um, there is a Sugar Pill Cosmetics giveaway that's built into that show as well. Um, that's Digi Pride. So, so much more to come. So Is that all you've things. been up to? Like, just Digi I think so. I know there's yeah, like many I'm... more wonderful things to come, but surely that can <laughs> be your whole week. It hasn't. No, I, I have actually found some time in my life to play three games, actually. Um, I downloaded um, Sonic uh, Legends, which is a really great uh, sort of modern-ish 2D side-scroller done in the old-fashioned way, mm-hmm. just to give me my little Sonic fix. Um I've been playing Worms, Weapons of Mass Destruction, WMD, um, because again, um, I just have a sort of, I about to say I have a thing for Worms, that's only weird. I, I really enjoy sort of Worms <laughs> as a game. Um, and But most importantly, um, I have started, brace yourselves, everyone, I have started Breath of the Wild. <gasps> Tell me which... about your experience with Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. Before, can I ask what's taken so long to get into it. <laughs> yeah. For, for context, um, it's it's possibly a game that's probably sat on my shelf for a very, very, very long time. Um, more so the fact that I think my boyfriend played it and has mostly completed it in the time that I haven't been playing it. I think the problem was I just come off the back of Red Dead 2 and I sort of, mm. the, the, the thought of yet another massive open world kind of sort of, I really wanted to get into something with a bit more purpose rather than just wandering around collecting things. I will say, first views of it, I've only been playing it for a couple of days, to be honest with you. First sort of pass of it, it's possibly the prettiest game on Switch I've ever played. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it is like, a very pretty game. It's yeah. stunning. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly frustrating. <laughs> In what sense? In what yeah, sense? I can't figure things out. I don't. Oh, okay. okay yeah. Okay. The word crafting, you know me. The word crafting normally involves the game being thrown out the window. Not my cup of tea, but I'm sticking with it. However, I cannot for the life of me find something other than holding a torch that actually keeps me warm when I have to go up to the north bit into the snowy bit. Um, oh, wait, you're still in the tutorial section. Okay, cool. Yes. Yes. I haven't gone past, I haven't actually broken out of the 
the great plateau. You're on the plateau. Yeah. The great plateau. Yes, the yeah. great plateau. Thank you. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, so that that's my sort of uh, gameplay. Um, what else about Breath of the Wild? It's a bit. It is good. It is very pretty. It seems a bit empty. Like, the, but again, I'm kind of. I'm, I guess I'm kind of putting it against Red Dead Two that just has wildlife everywhere and and but again it kind of you could never run red dead 2 on a switch it'd probably melt into a puddle um but uh it's it's something that is sort of it's very empty but and and trying to sort of find little little hidden things is quite frustrating um yeah i mean i could totally i totally feel you on the whole like though the world seems a little bit empty and i i really just think it's because it's like nintendo's first attempt at Mm. like a big open world game and it kind of makes sense from a story perspective as well, if you if you if you okay. know the story to the game. But um, that's the, the only other thing. I mean, the only other thing with that is that um, uh, there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of like characters or villages or, or things in the game of that nature. It makes sense from the story of the game, but I'm not going to spoil anything for you because okay. it, it is a really all I've got at the moment thing. is a grumpy old man complaining at me. Yes, <laughs> so, on Father's Day. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you did um, you uh did you steal his apples? Is is that why? A big pardon. Did you did you steal the old oh. man's apples? Is that, is that no? I, I kept asking him like I I couldn't find you, you know when you stood at the top of the tower and you've got your little scopy goggly things mm-hmm. and you're sort of looking around trying to find the the shrines. I couldn't find the third one, and so I kept sort of like nudging him and sort of saying like think, thinking that he'd give like a clue of like look over there, and he just shouts at you. Like we've been over this. Look in your start menu. It's like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) I will say the one thing that I actually love about Breath of the Wild is is the freedom that that game Mm. gives you. Uh, If you wanted to, and like this has probably been said hundreds of times by so many people, but you could literally just like run straight to the end boss. It's not a good idea because you would be woefully (laughs) unprepared. But you know the speed runs of this game are super short because you you Mm. do have that option of just like going anywhere you want to in the game as long as you can handle it. Um, So I can see that being a little bit overwhelming uh, for some, especially when it when you know there's a paralysis of, of choice there. It doesn't really hold your hand that much, um, which I think was directly responsible yeah. to the earlier Zelda games, and especially mm. like Skyward Sword, being overly tutorial heavy, overly mm. handholdy, and just constantly see, checking up. I on think you that's one of the seconds. good things about it, though. Like, see, once mm. you get off a great plateau, you have this. You don't have a direction to go. You just kind of pick a direction and run, and that's one of my favorite things to do. And like any mm. kind of open world game like that you're just like oh there's a mountain over there let's go see it was oh, a shiny thing off in the distance and all of a sudden it's four hours later it's well past your bedtime <laughs> like, <laughs> so the best things about it though yeah i think i yeah I, I i possibly could have done with maybe a tutorial or two just to sort of sink my teeth into some of it i have to admit but i think we got i think we're getting there i think we're good i, I just think i think f- like uh if you got your boyfriend on the on the couch next to you I reckon he'd be able. Oh to God, no. no, 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 no! I can't. Like, I, he backseat games like an utter bitch. Mm. No, I can't. You're no, learning can't. new things. Yes, he can't okay. be anywhere near me when I'm playing video games. Jesus, mm. okay. the constant criticism, and it's like God, I get that enough in my day job. I don't need that <laughs> being sort of like being shouted at about it how inept I am. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh! Mm. All right. Well, that's actually that's right, fantastic. I got caught with wine. Um, to, to hear that you've been playing Breath of the Wild, that makes me so happy. As like, you no, know, I don't know if I ever told you that Zelda is my favorite game series. <laughs> I've said this before, right? Progressing. Okay. I am progressing in your uh, in in your sort of in your eyes and your in your satisfactions. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke, what have you been up to over the past week or so? 
Right. Um, I'm going to admit this on the condition that we don't judge me for it, but I've been back on modded Minecraft. Um, I can't. <laughs> I can't escape it. But I thought it was a really smart idea at the time to try and overpower Minecraft by getting back into Destiny, and it's just been a really bad idea all around because I'm now stuck on either one or the other. <laughs> but oh, I'm really no. enjoying both. What what um what what kind of mods do you have going mm. on on Minecraft? Like when people say modded Minecraft, that can mean anything. So what is what is that to you? Like so so I'm not the smart one in my group. I just let them set the mods <laughs> up, and I'm like, yeah, I join in. So essentially, essentially, I'm a witch in this game, right? It's, it's, oh. I, there's like 400 odd mods thrown in here. I'm not like I can't explain all of them, but the one I've been focusing on is being a witch because that sounds really cute to me, right? So I've got like I've got these like ritual circles on the ground, and I've got this pet owl, and I live in a tree, and I just have that <laughs> whole fantasy going on, and I'm really enjoying it. But it's also kind of reminding me a bit of D and D because in a game like Minecraft, it's quite rigid in how it looks. So you have to kind of imagine a wee bit, kind of role play a wee bit, and I'm like, oh, this is a new experience for Minecraft for me that I'm enjoying. Mm. Um, so, so it's, it's like a, a a role play type thing is it like not intentionally impression. but it could easily it fall can. into it easily fall into <sighs> it like bad. essentially mm. what we do is just cast spells at each other and have a lot of fun and go exploring and it's really good <laughs> oh yeah that's really that's really it. cool i was uh informed that there's like pokemon mods that you can get for for minecraft and stuff if you can uh, imagine it, there is a mod for it in minecraft oh, really? um it's an incredibly diverse game and uh there is everything you can do in it. That's why this this pack's like four hundred odd mods, and I'm like, no, this is this is far too much. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna I, pick one little corner and hide in my tree. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. Uh, for a game that kind of is all about building and and that sort of thing, like it it already slightly mods itself. But I think yeah. having mods of Minecraft is like that's that literally is endless. Mm. Well, that, mm. that's the way I've been looking at it as well. Like, um, mm. because there's so much, like I'm starting to, I'm getting very adept at being a witch, which is really good fun. But one of my mates is also a wizard. I know a plot twist, but someone else is doing stuff with like engines and stuff. I'm like, no, I'm staying away from that. I want to play with magic. But it means if I have stuff that they don't, I probably be like, ho, ho, ho. Well, what's it worth to you? Because I'm I'm a witch and I spent time and effort getting this. So I want something mm -hmm. good in return. And it's a very good one. Mm -hmm. I will say, um, I haven't touched Minecraft in forever. And at this point, there's been so much added to the game that I'm I'm kind of like scared. To go back and i won't like i won't know where to begin or what to do um so See, i played that's why you get friends who are smart at it and then yeah. you're just uh, like I, you deal with this and i'll just join it's ready to go you give me the give me the tools I'll yeah. have <laughs> and i'll come back to you if i need more tools um i played uh minecraft dungeons a little bit last year um didn't particularly see the point of it i got i got lured in with the promise of a dungeon crawler and i love a good dungeon crawler um uh i was imagining diablo and i ended up with something that yeah i ended up with something that honestly could have been in a primary school no shade to well quite a lot of shade actually but no shade particularly to to sort of people that made it, it was a it was a good game but uh it, it seemed quite quite basic i guess i kind of might have got the age range slightly wrong I, I don't know. I don't think anything is ever going to be my favorite uh, Minecraft game. Minecraft, the Telltale game. Like, that was just, that oh, was just that's the most amazing one that, that I ever saw. Spoilers, the, the, the shit. things happened to the pig um, in that game. Is it 18 plus? 
No, well, no, no, not that kind of stuff. We ain't going <laughs> okay. deliverance on this. Okay. No way. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Um. Anyway, what's destiny been like for you, yes. uh, Luke? <laughs> a slippery slope. <laughs> so, I used to, I like, I, I used to play Destiny religiously every weekend. or do the raids with my friends, and I was like, oh, it's not right. I'm getting really stuck in Minecraft. Let's try and let's try and take a break. And I made a horrible mistake mm-hmm. of going back into Destiny, but it's really good fun. It's really good fun because I love like the I love the lore in any video game, and Destiny is riddled with it because the first one's story was so bad it needed the backup. But it's been worth it. Like the second one's amazing. Uh, I love the DLC. There's this new stasis power that I say new. It came out months ago, but I'm getting it's new to me. That's what matters. Um, mm, mm. This really cool. It's like ice powers essentially, and there's like really varied. And there's this massive new world to explore. And the new season just came out a few days ago, where the sun's missing, and you have the to try sun, and get wait, the wait, sun wait. back. The, the sun is missing. The sun is missing. I was like, oh, this is camp. I can get into this, right? How is this explained in the game? Do they just go to bed? They wake up. It's like it's still dark. Do you know what it was? Robots. Who would have thought it? Uh, Robots stole the suns. If that's not an introduction to Destiny, I don't know what is. I mean, if anybody's going to steal the sun, robots would probably. Well, (laughs) again, bloody robots. Um, I think I tried to get into Destiny 2 back when it went free to play, and the only thing that stopped me was uh, I think it completely, like, their, like, whole jump in at a certain level uh, completely destroyed their progression system, unfortunately. Uh, I tried to get into the game, and I wanted to play the story of the game, but it's like, oh no, you are, like, way over-leveled for all of this stuff, and none of the things that you're collecting actually matter at all. Um and it just completely took me out of it. And I, I tried to jump into a mission. And because like I was a little baby jumping into a mission, uh, the two people with me literally just ran ahead and completed everything. And I was just like lost running around. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, completely ruined the experience for me, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Oh, that was like me on Apex. I, for some reason, I thought playing Apex would be a really great idea. Um, and then I don't really do MMOs anyway. But then I was sort of running around... Like I finally got, I did all the tutorial levels because you play on your own for that. And then I finally managed to sort of get through all of that. And I sat down and I sort of entered, I waited in a, a lobby for about 20 bloody minutes. And then we eventually got into a game, 20 minutes of waiting in the queue. I'm sort of like running around going, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. And then I just get sniped. And it's like, goodbye. That's the end of the game. So, oh God. Fine. <sighs> So. Battle Royales, though. That's uh, yeah, usually exactly. the way that goes. I'm terrible at first-person shooters. I'm just I'm completely awful at that. There is one Battle Royale which I actually quite enjoy because I'm mm-hmm. good at it, and it's Spellbreak. <laughs> oh, um, yes. And I, I see I it as Game Fortnite. Like, like mm. yeah, you, it's, it's free on Epic Games. I think it's free like, pretty much everywhere. And the character thing is stunning. You get to be like a wizard again, magic, because a running theme. Um mm-hmm. And like your all your just spells and stuff like combo like for instance if you use like a, a your wind glove to make a tornado you can throw your fire glove to make less fire tornado and you're like oh wow it's really cool but it's it's really good fun and it's not difficult to get into so if you if you want to try an MMO that's friendlier than Apex hmm. try out that one because I'm bad at every other one. I remember at the uh, at the time when I played it, it was that early in development that. Um... It didn't have any official controller support because I don't like mouse and keyboard, <laughs> right? So I, I was trying to play it and it just random things were just happening because the, the controller support was not there. And I was like, I think I'll leave this and go back to it. But maybe it's actually time to, to give that another go since it's like so accessible. Uh, that seems like a good idea. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, Luke, anything else that you've been up to the past week or so? Or are we are we pretty much on Destiny Minecraft? <laughs> yeah, it's bad, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much Destiny Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Got Mia. my injection last week. It was very good. Uh, oh, congratulations. Yeah. Nice. I've now got my first well vaccine. Done. Feeling incredible. Well so. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Have the nanobots affected you too badly? Or, uh, yeah, I've never had Bluetooth, so I don't have to connect to my phone. It just goes directly to my brain when I listen to music. Cute. It's really good. The, the 5G just starting to come mm -hmm. online, and it will, it will mm -hmm. strengthen that with the second jab. Wonderful. Wonderful. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Mia, what have you been up to? Oh, lots of stuff. What have um, you been up to? <laughs> what haven't I been up to? Yeah, that's a, well, since the last podcast, I've been like all over the shop, mostly like concentrating on E3 stuff, but we'll get to that. Um, yep. Other than that, not a hell of a lot. I've just been exhausted uh, all the time. Uh, I've been on Final Fantasy 14, just been streaming a lot of Final Fantasy 14 as usual, just chugging my way through uh, the main story quest and, and just getting through the Stormblood expansion. It's been a lot of fun, actually. I've been trying out some different classes, which is uh, weird for me because, like, I'm tanking for the first time now and, like, I can't figure out how to get the enemies to come and fight me and not just run off and kill everybody else instead. <laughs> and that's literally my job is to protect everybody and I'm, like, failing it miserably. So, yeah, um, that's been interesting um other than that i have been uh doing some mini mini upgrades to uh the good old gaming pc back there i keep i'm scared that i'm gonna break it um i'm actually really really happy because um gigabyte sent me uh one of the new uh graphics cards that i couldn't get a hold on so it's a rx 6800 i'm gonna be doing a whole thing with that um but like hey, they're impossible to get right now no, I just got a new graphics card as well, and I was wondering if it was the oh, same cool. one. Oh, which, which did you get? Do you I know think. which one you got? Was it it's an RTX? I think it's a thirty sixty. Um, oh, not the same one then, because that's uh, no. that's going to be um, Nvidia, and this one's like an AMD chipset one. Very different, but like I think they're about the the same in terms of power. But yeah, um, so Gigabyte sent that over to me. Massive props to them. Um, I'm scared that I'm going to break it because they're so you know like expensive <laughs> and like I don't do i mean i built the pc back there but i don't do um technical things that well unfortunately it's like adult lego at the end of the day it's not that difficult but um <laughs> but yeah uh other than that uh oh oh? Uh, oh wait speaking of lego did you did you get your thing did you do your thing no hey, hey we're, matching. we're matching i saw we're yours matching. earlier on and i was like i've not got mine <laughs> It's don't worry, it's overpriced plastic. It's fine. Um, yeah, it's Robin fine. will no, probably no, disagree with me on that, but yeah. I mean, 30, 30 quid, I'm quite happy with it. <sighs> yeah, it was five pound postage, though. So, yeah, <laughs> think, you know, Lego company, they can afford like postage. Come on, come on. It's like ridiculous because I think it only gave you options for like two day delivery or something like that. I would have waited longer and like paid anyway. It doesn't matter. Delivery. That's that's. Delivery worries. Anyway, Lego. Sorry, get back to your adult Lego. I fear um, also for the for video viewers, I might have just given away my secret away in jogging buttons on uh, stream as well. <laughs> Never mind. Don't. Worry. Oh yes, uh, we were talking about the Lego Pride Kit for audio yes. listeners. If you, if you were. Uh, oh yes, for audio listeners. Robin holds. Robin holds. His, Robin is holding his, the Lego, Lego Pride set with yes. all the different colors. It's overpriced. Should we try anyway. ASM, Should we try ASMR? Unless you're going to stick one of those in your uh, mouth, I don't think it'll anywhere. be appropriate for uh, <laughs> the, the, the ASMR category. Put the fingers in a hot tub. <laughs> can we have a Lego? We can build a Lego hot tub. 
we, you could build a Lego hot tub in the ASMR category. I guess that that could work. Lego ASMR. That's okay. So this has gone way off track. Get back to yeah, your PC. Yeah, I've I've also been watching Loki. Has anybody else seen Loki yes. yet? No, no. Has, I best one so far. I'm telling you, I've watched both mm. of the the first two episodes, and I am yep. digging it so much i am like so into this in terms of like it's just exploring another weird um parts of the marvel cinematic universe that are usually like glossed over and that there's not that much info on in the comics so it's yeah. nice to see it presented in like a, a weirdly cool cinematic way even if it is on the small screen like yeah. this particular series is the most filmic out of any yeah. of them and I am here for it. It's basically just um, <clears throat> Loki Doctor Who, and I'm down. I'm down. You know. Absolutely. Ooh. What's really interesting is that Kevin Feige has actually said this series is the most impactful and consequential as well for the future mm. of Marvel. Mm. Um, so we're we're two episodes in. <clears throat> excuse me. It's, we're two episodes in. It's a six. Ep- it's only a six episode series. So Ooh. we're already a third of the way, and. I think there's going to be some massive reveals. We've already had one little reveal, but I think there's going to be. I think we're barely scratching the surface. I think this oh. is going to be. This is this is proper proper Stephen Moffat Doctor Who. There's so much twisty turny that's happening already. Um, I don't think anything. Timey wimey. Timey exactly. It's, um, it's very I, very. Cool. I don't think anything is as it seems. Um, I, I think the, the simplicity of having the the three the three. Um, uh, time dudes, the gods, time gods. Mm. Why can't I think of those people now? The timekeepers. Thank you, keepers. Um, I I don't think they're who you think they are. I don't. I think, think the whole thing's like a Wizard of Oz situation that there's yeah, like it nobody is. Yep. behind the curtain. Yep. You know. And I swear we haven't met a big bad yet either. You think you've no. met the person they're after, but I don't think you're going to meet the big bad for a while. Yeah, potentially, potentially. Mm. Um, I will say it's been so weird watching this because uh, I believe one of the writers on this is uh, a writer who worked on Rick and Morty, and you can yeah. kind of like totally see the parallels between the two kind of series, especially yeah. with like the Citadel of, of Rick's type thing in Rick and Morty. If, you, if you've seen that, but um, but yeah, it's been it's been really really uh, yeah. exciting. And um, Tom Hiddleston's having an absolute ball with it, but he oh always does. Mm. But Owen Wilson is really keeping up with him as well. Um, I was really concerned, I have to admit, when they said Owen Wilson's in it, and I was like, oh god, because he hasn't. I think he's doing great though. Yeah, it's not been brilliant recently in some of his films, but no, this one, he's he's delivering it like he's this is his best performance for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, yeah, I purposely, him. I purposely avoided here and I was about Loki, but go ahead. Honestly, it's really interesting because me or partner just will uh, wait till it's finished. I'm trying not to spoil anything. No, but this we is have the not touched spoilers just yet. I haven't said anything this about it. The first time Wilson has said this, and I'm like, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't recognize him because you, you used to. Even when when I watched the trailer, I was like, "That's a great trailer." And then I realized, "Hang on a second, Owen Wilson's in it." But you're trying to you, what you're picturing is Owen Wilson with the the like surfer blonde hair. Yeah. Where it's, it's the grey kind of crop, slightly older guy kind of look is Owen Wilson. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to speak in code for this next part because spoilers, but if I don't yes. see him get the thing that he wants by the end and go, wow, while he's doing it, I'm going to be so yeah. sad. I'm yeah. going to be so sad. Owen Wilson, so, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And also the introduction of the female 
is uh, very yeah, interesting yeah. as well. Mm, mm, yeah, I won't. I won't say anything. There's a lot of female characters in. Uh, yeah, in there's like, loads yeah, of female yeah. characters. Yeah, there's a lot of female characters, and they're all very cool as well. It's nice to see like uh, like powerful women in the, the Marvel Cinematic Absolutely. Universe. Absolutely. Not that that hasn't been before, but um, like just just. But I tell you what, I so one last thing on that actually, what I really enjoy the most about it is the design, the look of it. Mm. It's sixties, sixties sci-fi, and yeah, like it's, Man it's from Uncle, retro, uh, space, nineteen ninety nine. It is mwah, chef's kiss, mm. beautiful. It gives me uh, um, Fallout vibes a little bit as well. Yeah, like yeah, it does. Yeah, and, nice um, back to video games. I I love seeing Tara Strong voicing one of the characters too. Because yeah. you know that's my girl in terms of like VA. You know she she voices. She's like the the biggest bestest voice actor. Um, she was Bubbles and Powerpuff Girls and like Twilight Sparkle and um, in uh, oh god My Little Pony French Magic. Yeah. And I'm just so glad that that it's a very very cool character that she ends up playing. So um, if you if you haven't seen Loki yet, jump in and watch Loki. But yes, like you said, video games. Most yes. of my week has been watching and reacting to E3. So <laughs> do we want to get into E3? Yes, that seeds quite nicely into mm-hmm. our mere bite-sized news segment. Um, and yeah, E3, pick of the games. Best, bad. Uh, I'm going to kick off um, with... I genuinely and okay this actually won't actually count because it wasn't in e3 it was in summer of games which is pre-e3 but it was the same time I mean, it's of all e3. the same kind it's of like it's, just e3. Gaming news. it's very confusing but i genuinely lost my shit um when they announced uh tiny tina's wonderlands oh yeah of course like, you would I, I literally knew you were going to talk dumb. about that game of the year uh, mm. I think when it came up, I was like, Robin's going to be very happy about this. The yeah. only other thing I think would have been like a brand new Lego game, and you would have like lost it. Well, they haven't released the current. <laughs> they still haven't got around to releasing the current one yet. But that's a different mm. kettle of fish. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Still, and, and also nothing, nothing in the Warner Brothers section from E3 about it as well. Which is starting to think: Are we actually even going to see this game? Is it ever? Is it ever going to come out? But no, Tiny Tina Wonderlands. Like, if anybody played Borderlands Two, there was a DLC of it. Um, which another one, the name suddenly escapes me of the DLC, mm. but it was Tiny Tina's base DLC, which actually mm. had a, a it was a D and D themed um, uh, quest based sort of thing, and and she would be narrating it and and would change um, just some, so much sort of humor built into kind of like. Uh, Tina, you can't do that. It's like, fine, we'll do this instead. And all those baddies disappear and new ones pop up mm-hmm. again. It's just like you're playing. Thank you, chat. Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. Um, mm-hmm. This is why we do it live. People tell me what I need to know. Um, and yeah, it's just a beautiful, beautiful game, uh, DLC. And, and then when they announce this, I'm like, oh my God, what are they doing? And it's like they're doing an entire game based on uh, sort of fantasy meets a bit of D&D meets borderlands you have the sort of the crazy bit of borderlands of sort of looty shooty but it's also fantasy high fantasy and uh, magic and roles and uh, classes and all that sort of stuff as well it's just oh was that dlc not also hardcoping with roland's death because i remember, yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. being like it's how god that's like really high it's, it's supposed to be yeah. funny and and there's bright yeah. colors and it's, it's like really dramatic and yeah. also at the heart of it i was like but this is also really sad <laughs> If I remember rightly, the the last bit that you have to do to get out of there is at Roland's statue, you have to smash the statue. Mm. And that kind of is the symbolism of her moving on. Mm. Um, Which at the time, obviously, she's playing... I mean, obviously, um, the character is a 14-year-old girl at the time. Mm. And she's dealing with the loss of of her best friend. Um, And that DLC is also the one where it's canonically confirmed 
um, that Tiny Tina is uh, LGBTQ as well. She's queer because um, she talks about having a crush, a real crush on Moxie. Um, so it's just really great. And, and obviously having a sort of sea of a beautifully diverse characters to pick from, um, to have uh, Tiny Tina as a sort of queer icon um, being given her own spin-off game is is fabulous. Um, and I can die I hope, happy. Uh, I, I hope Kevin Hart gets a statue in the, in the film. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be really small. How big will it be? <laughs> <laughs> Luke can just lean on it. <laughs> Try not to get oh, a high five. Like. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because of... on, on the sorry on, on on the gearbox. What I didn't enjoy is the, the gearbox presentation they had. Like, let's have a behind the scenes look at the the film, and I'm like, oh, do we have to? Yeah. It's gonna be a shit show. And film this. The cast, though, so when it first came up, I was like, oh, no, like, like I don't know if this is going to be very good, but I was looking, like, Kate Blanchett's in it, like, you've got some yeah, decent mean, actors and actresses in there, and I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't expect this. And, and Kevin Hart, yeah. Um, <laughs> and and Jack Black voicing Claptrap, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is, and it, it kind of, the casting sort of tells you they're not seeing a sequel in this, because, and I'm, this is not an ageist comment, but the people that they picked for the roles, they've picked them at a an age that they're not going to be running around and um, and jumping and what for too much longer. So they're not maybe not seeing a a series in this. They might see it. I just think, I feel like they're seeing it as like a one off. I mean, J- Jamie Lee Curtis, fantastic actress, but she's pushing sixty. I think um, must be. Uh, Kate Blanchett must be nearly fifty now. Um, and them in sort of action roles and stuff. It's like you've set a very kind of, you've set a timer on this that's very much going to be possibly one and done, maybe two if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wait, are, or are you're you going to have to start say recasting. That Hollywood doesn't take video game movies seriously. <laughs> I'm saying that Hollywood are taking a gamble on this um, and uh, and going for a massive stunt casting, hoping it's a one off, a flash in the pan, and they can call it a day. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jack Black obviously is just a voice. That's fine. Um, Kevin Hart is playing a short soldier for some reason. Small soldiers. Um, and uh, who else is in it? Kate Blanchett. Someone else is in it as well. Um, Jamie Lee I, Curtis. Yeah, I can't. I cannot remember. Can't think of, I can't think of the person that's playing Tiny Tina. But mm, mm. I was literally anyway. watching earlier on because I was doing my research. I sat and watched so much E3 content earlier on. So I'm like, I want this French for this today. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> what are you at? Uh, what are you most? Uh, what what was what got you hyped from me? Yeah. What What was the one that was like? I'm there. Let me bring up my notes from earlier. Oh. So <laughs> I took notes and everything. Starfield. Starfield. Mm. I'm a massive Fallout fan. Massive Skyrim fan. Also, mm. um, Starfield looks amazing. I've always wanted a game where yeah, that cinematic can, uh, looked yeah, amazing. Where I can just I can take a ship. I've got I can go walk about my ship. I can fly to different planets. I can just go and explore the universe. But like, mm. have a cool ship as well. Almost like what Elite Dangerous is doing nowadays with a new DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I found out recently that there's also an Easter egg in the Starfield trailer mm. for the new Elder Scrolls game. Oh. Um, so there's a there's a scene where you there's, it's like half a second where you're kind of mm. looking at the console that the person's using, and there's like etching on the side of it, and it's etchings of um, two of the countries in Elder Scrolls, 
And it's also where they've been hinted at the new Elder Scrolls game is going to be. So it kind of confirms it, which I think is very cool. That is very cool. Yeah, because everyone was really pissed that there wasn't an that, that there wasn't an Elder Scrolls uh, Six announcement. Mm. Or some I'd rather take time with it though. Also, they thought oh, it was going to be called Redfall because of where it's based. But Redfall is another incredible game that luckily is not Elder Scrolls based. <laughs> yeah, that looks that looks super cool. Before I say that though, um, how do how is everybody feeling about uh, a lot of the Bethesda games now being? potentially exclusive to xbox because i know it's xbox and pc i know that uh starfield is going to be an xbox pc exclusive apparently i think it's fine it's business isn't it when all said yeah. and done yeah. bethesda don't owe anyone anything they they're a, they're a company they can decide to release on whatever platform they want to release on mm-hmm. i mean life is strange obviously jump ship from um don't nod over to something nine um and I think that's just what happens. Um, mm-hmm. I, they'd be idiots if they didn't release Elder Scrolls on PlayStation. It comes down to money when it's all said and done. Like they, they have to kind of weigh off, like how much do you want to make it an exclusive to get people to buy into the Xbox architecture versus mm-hmm. how many copies of this game do you genuinely want to sell? Um, and I think it's going to be a really interesting kind of businessy sort of balancing act between protecting IPs for xbox exclusive to really kind of suck people into that xbox architecture versus wanting to sell multiple copies to make a million uh on on it on any platform they can get it on and trying yeah. to balance up what's coming straight to game pass as well because i thought there's a bunch of games that are coming straight to game yeah, pass and that's, and that's yeah. interesting that was... to me oh it's it's ridiculous isn't it i mean it's I think I think we can all pretty much sit here and agree that the Xbox presentation, and I'm not, I genuinely am not saying this um, because they're our main sponsors of DigiPride. Honestly, I think we can literally all sit here and agree that the Xbox presentation was by far the best. It was part the best one, and that, yeah. I'm not saying that because DigiPride paid me to, to watch it. <laughs> out of all of them, because the independent, of- as the only independent person here, it turns out. Was Xbox the best bit of? Uh, undoubtedly, absolutely. Confirmed. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, Everyone so else was re- it was shit. I'm not mm. going to say like every other freaking conference that I sat oh. through was terrible. Absolutely I like, terrible. I, would, I, I genuinely would like the hours of my life back from Capcom, who. They didn't, they, they didn't they announce anything. They, showed no, they, they said, oh, Resident Evil is a Here's a few games that are already coming. We're not uh, going to show you. already know about. And let's talk esports for 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, whatever. And and what's the other one? Square Enix. Square Enix. They, they spent yeah. half what, of the 45 half minutes on Marvel. Bloody Gardens mm. of the Galaxy. And let's rush mm. the last few bits that probably people are more interested but in. Chaos, though. We <sighs> need to kill chaos. I'm here to kill chaos. <laughs> I was so pissed off when that came on. Like, I watched the whole trailer. I was thinking, okay, Final Fantasy Dark Souls. I'm in. Let's see. What's it going to be like? What's it? It's rumored. What's it going to be like? And then it's this edgy, a bunch of this edgy guy, this edgy, angry guy who looks like he, he just stepped out of the real world. Like he isekai'd his way into to Final Fantasy. And maybe that's the point. And he's just like, chaos. I need to kill chaos. We have to find chaos. This is the palace of chaos. And uh, I just, I just couldn't. I got so, I got so annoyed. Um, I actually got, I actually got called out while I was streaming it, uh, and I got really, really upset by this. It's like, oh god, you're just being negative for like clout, and I'm like, no, I'm just tired of every single game just like just completely throwing me to one side and just being aimed at like 15 year old kids. You know, I know I it, that's, that's 
what sells. The, the, I mean, the problem for me with that it is sort of like someone that used to work roughly in marketing. Um, if you're putting together a presentation, you kind of need to maybe do the groundwork of what this game's about. And they kind of like, they pissed away like th- at least half their time on a game that's relatively self-explanatory by now because we know who Guardians of the Galaxy is. And then they thought, as someone that maybe isn't quite au fait with Final Fantasy, throwing that one into the mix of like, there's this game as well, but we're too late, yeah, we're going to move showed, on 30 seconds on that one and we're off sort of thing. It's like, I don't know whether I'm going to enjoy that game. You haven't told me anything about that game. The thing is with the Guardians of the Galaxy thing, I didn't know that it was its own game for a while. I thought it was just like yes. the Avengers expansion. I thought, I thought it was the Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. And it's it's like they're the whole marketing stick. And I love Square Enix. I do a lot of work with Square Enix. I love the hell mm. out of them. But like that side of stuff is mm. so weird and and like just just not direct and it's, uh, the fact that they chose to focus on all that like if you looked at the at the chat during that they were just like losing their minds and not in a good <laughs> way so yeah yeah that's um, a whole thing but i will but yeah, say going back going back to the xbox um conference did that that's where redfall was showed off wasn't it to yeah, circle back on redfall? yeah that looks great that looks yeah, great that looks Mm-hmm. It's it's giving me like early um early like pre battle royale Fortnite kind of vibes with like the whole yeah, trailers that. that they used to have, um and it's definitely got that like vampire. It, well, it's okay. Just to explain it, if you haven't seen the Redfall stuff, mm-hmm. it's essentially like um a four player uh, co op versus everyone game a bit like i imagine it's going to be a bit like left for dead or or yeah. something like that yeah but it's against vampires with all these different abilities and the player characters have different abilities as well the trailer was really well made it looked really cool mm. you get a little robot like dog pal thing it was so cute it was it was super cute <laughs> i'm i'm super super hyped for that game and it's like um I, and it's weird that that bethesda's making it because like Do i, I one thing that I really liked about it that I, I suppose is really strange is that it didn't take itself really seriously. Like there's a yeah. scene in it where they they kind of levitate into the levitate. They do like this this elevator and it puts them up, and then mm, there's the, like the, weird the umbrella elevator, to push them away. Smoke. And it's like mm. it's it doesn't Amazing. take itself really seriously like a lot of games do nowadays. And I really like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it looks absolutely fantastic. I'm totally down with that. Uh, as for the games that really like stuck out to me, you know, as as you know, resident Nintendo fangirl here, um, I'm really, really pumped. I would say Breath of the Wild 2, but the thing that shocked me most about that particular conference, the direct, was Metroid Dread is a real mm-hmm. game. Metroid Dread has been in development hell for I, I, like since metroid fusion came out yeah. i think back in the like mid 2000s like we've heard about this game called metroid dread metroid yeah. dread and then it just completely fell off the radar and it exists and it's a game and it's coming to switch and it's literally about you know having to hide and 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 not being able to deal with like certain things in the environment that can kill you instantly i don't know if anybody played metro fusion but there is an enemy in that called the sax which is basically a clone of samus which is very much the same thing and like those sequences were always some of my favorite in that game where you just had to you were powerless against this being you just had to run think like resident evil where mr x comes after you yeah. or something it's kind of like that um, you have no way of fighting back. So 
having a game that's built around a bunch of uh, that that literally has sections which are going to be built around that concept has me very very pumped and i'm so glad as a as a metroid fangirl too it's been too long since the last metroid game and i'm pumped for that but also breath of the wild 2 looks fantastic i wish i'd seen more but it's it's nice to know that you know uh, you're taken to the skies now and uh, exploring all the ruins and stuff like that and it's getting a release date for um next year i believe hopefully so yeah but that's the things that got me pumped mostly not really um not a lot, a lot else stuck out for me personally there's a few I, from um per- personally um i i love a self-referential comedy trailer um and the mm-hmm. and the outer world too um i think took that one home uh all the way that was an amazing trailer. The, the genius level. Yeah, I didn't give a shit what the game was. I was mm-hmm. already in love with it because it was just a hilarious trailer. Really but as funny. it went on, I kind of twigged that it was out of worlds too, which is great. And I'm putting this out there now. We need more Pavati. We need more asexual representation. We want to rock the we want to rock the outer world too with a bit of Pavati. Um Personally, and it's probably something that maybe blustered past people, um, Diablo 2 Remastered's coming out, uh, oh, yeah. which I'm very excited yeah, about, so that's very really interesting. Yeah. I um, want a good dungeon crawler game to actually like... Yeah, I'm, into, well, so we're sort of all sort of sat here on tenterhooks waiting for Diablo 4, but I still think that maybe is a, a year or two away. But in the meantime, we can certainly sink our teeth into, into Diablo 2, because Diablo 2 was obviously that proper old classic one which had just like you could only go in eight directions rather than free mm-hmm. roaming around i th- it looks from the from the trailer looks like or from the, the the show it looks like they've released that and you can now sort of roam around everywhere and they've, they've done up the graphics and stuff one thing about that amazing. i saw which i'm quite intrigued by is eight player co-op usually those kind of games yeah. are four player co-op and i was like yeah. ooh. That's that's a new. They're, they're obviously sort of deploying a bit more of the console's grunt on making sure that they can render eight player in there, which mm. is really cool. Um, so that could lead to some fun stuff. Uh, what else caught my eye? Oh, so we did actually did. I'm just going to share this into the chat. Um, but we did. Um, no, that's going to share this one into the chat. We did a fantastic little wrap up of the the lgbtq inclusive games that were shown at e3 there's one that i think stood out to everyone which is moon glow bay um which is a beautifully wholesome uh fishing game um where you actually play as a queer angler um who's lost the love of their life unfortunately a little bit of kill your gaze um but also um you get to choose pronouns you get to choose uh, your identities um and it's absolutely delightful um so yeah that's that's already on the list i think of uh good wholesome uh, games to play we had an interview with the developers of that a few weeks ago i'm just going to share that into the chat uh all of these for the listeners are available on game magazine but no it's just a beautiful little game that i just think sort of caught my eye uh it's due mm. to release sometime this year as well so it's we don't have to wait too much longer for that one um but just picking up on what luke's just sort of said right at the top of all this that I think Xbox are just running away with the Game Pass. Like nearly every one of their presentation was like, play it on day one on Game Pass, play it day one on Game Pass. And it's like, you've got, I think it's 200 plus games now on Xbox Game Pass. And it's not like, it's just ridiculous for the money. Uh, And and, and again, it's something that as, I think as the cloud gaming stuff starts to come online as well, the idea that you can be playing in, in the morning on your xbox and then just walk straight out the door pick up your tablet and keep playing when you're on mm. the bus going to work or something the same game uh is is ridiculous um 
I will say, like, as far as, like, next Netflix-style services for games go, like, Game Pass does seem to be, like, up there. Like, mm. as the strongest contender at the moment. Definitely. Really, really cool. It's interesting, nobody's mentioned Life is Strange yet. Yeah, I was, I was, I was all sitting about here. To, the problem that i have uh with with how that was presented as part of the um the was that in the square enix conference or was that in the xbox conference uh there was a there was a life is strange somewhere they talked about the remaster um but like i can't remember which conference it was i believe it was the square enix conference because i was so angry it wasn't the square enix because it was just after yeah because it, it, it dragged on and it was i think it's the first mm. one that came out straight after so, the Guardians of the Galaxy presentation. Let me tell you my experience watching that as a streamer, co-streaming the official Twitch stream where uh, Square Enix had put together a special version of that stream just for Twitch and co-streamers. Um, Because obviously we worry about DMCA stuff. We worry about, you know, having our stuff copyrighted when like people play songs and they don't think about it. So when we heard that like Square Enix were going to be releasing a version which is going to be safe, I was like, great, co-stream that. There's no problem. Their solution, though, their solution was to remove every piece of copyrighted music <laughs> from the show and not replace it with anything. Just silence? So, just, just, just so when I'm watching, when I'm watching uh, the Life is Strange True Color section and I'm seeing these like really emotional scenes and they're talking about, you know, she's going to use her powers of empathy and like the game looks fantastic there's no music and it's just weird sound effects and silence other than that i am like low-key freaking out because like if there's no music playing during my stream i feel like i'm doing something wrong so i've got like secondhand anxiety the entire like conference and i just want to enjoy seeing a little bit more of life is strange but i couldn't that's probably why it didn't come up in my head because like that disconnect is like right there like it's extremely important. And I know like it's a bit of a shit show for everybody. And it's probably why E3 wasn't that impactful for me this year, because I watched a neutered version of E3 because of the DMCA stuff. I know, I know how much trouble like people have been having with DMCA, but the effect that it had on the actual show just made it like so horrible compared to, I imagine what everybody else who watched like the official streams actually saw uh, we, I, I could do nothing but just like, not cringe, but just be angry at it the whole time, and just like start freaking out because it just didn't feel right and to me. Out of curiosity, at any point did you consider singing to to put in the music yourself? Oh, oh, oh! Sometimes you didn't have to. Sometimes Twitch decided to oh, put in the music yeah. themselves, <laughs> and it didn't match. It didn't match. <laughs> They had their own. I mean, I I, I only learned recently that um, holding out for a hero or I need a hero, whatever that song is called, which also was in the first episode of uh, Loki episode two, um, also played during the Guardians of the Galaxy section, and I had no idea because I didn't get that because it's copyrighted music. Yeah. We just got some random ass like uh, rocky music that I don't know if Square Enix added or Twitch added, but it was just like on repeat, and it's like. This is the most ni- mind-numbing experience. <laughs> the combination of all the DMCA stuff, and I don't know if if this is like an effect of COVID right now. This is exactly what we talked about, like a lot of companies not having anything new to show just mm-hmm. because 
like last year is great because obviously they had all their stuff coming out but this year with everybody working from home and not being able to to get stuff out i a lot of companies probably just didn't have anything to show i think it's a combination of i i think it's a combination of that yeah Mm. totally i i think i think it's a combination of that but i think as well i think people are just i think i think there's some digital boredom kicking in Mm. i think people like now we're back out in well sort of back out in the world to various extents um i just think that companies i mean the square the the the, the capcom one they totally phoned it in like they mm. just was like let's put together uh some existing clips of stuff that we've got maybe a couple of exclusive clips talk about what we're already doing have a little interview and talk about esports and then just pump that out and it's like that's that sorted it costs the money obviously to be to be part of all this to have their sort of footprint in e3 but it's it's not the it's not the hype it's not the build it's not the can you imagine these sort of things like watching last year's one and this year's one can you imagine if some of those were actually revealed in a a tiny tina's wonderlands can you imagine Mm. the people that are packed into the gearbox presentation uh wanting to find out about the movie and then this comes up the, the hype in that hall that you'd get off the back of that mm. um i just mm. think some companies get into that some companies don't and i think some just put in what's basically a glorified trailer some start to put in real kind of like effort into mm. creating those moments virtually i will say um this is a little bit of a sidestep but i will say that i i wish i didn't know about elden ring until this year and that they'd like led with announcing it with a gameplay trailer like that because mm. like i got hyped for that i'm not massive like dark souls fan but it like still got me hyped but if that had been the first i'd heard about it like george rr R. martin teaming up with like the dark souls devs to yeah. create this and then they showed that gameplay i'd be like oh my god it would it would like it, i think it would have broken the internet like honestly more so than than you know, so admittedly so I've got funny. I've got funny history with E three. So I don't really watch E three anymore after I saw the trailer for Fallout four, and then time seemed to slow down dramatically until the game came out. So I just refused to really watch at the time anymore. But just kind of going off what Mia she said there, I've, everything that I've got my notes on is releasing in twenty twenty two. There's nothing for mm-hmm. like holiday this year, and I just thought it was really interesting. And I didn't. I didn't really click until you just said that. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we've spoken about this a few times, haven't we, uh, on the show of like the E3 last, uh, the video game production last year kind of already, what they already had in, in the works, they could all go home pretty much, work from home and, and get it all mm-hmm. sorted. But the idea that they could sort of uh, really kind of deliver something huge for 2021 by getting people together to do stuff, I think it's going to be really limited. And I think we've we've possibly been a bit lucky with some of the filming that they managed to take place safely and that we're getting some TV mm. and movie content. But I, yeah. I think 20, late 2021, is it's going to be a, a real sort of like a uh, gap of, of content. I will mm. say that the only uh, stuff that I did notice was coming out was literally just previously unannounced stuff that they obviously had already planned to get out yeah. at this point. Like yeah. Nintendo did that for a bunch of their titles. Um, that are that are coming out towards the end of this year just like mm. all the moments like mario party all of the mini games that's coming out towards the end of the year um again metroid dread like not knowing about that and then oh that's coming out in october so cool yeah right that's awesome yeah. um but yeah like i prefer that honestly i prefer them just like dropping a title and saying it has coming out in a few months that's rather than i love that i love when that happens it looks really cool oh and i can get it soon yeah that's really nice yeah i mean top uh, top marks i will say to square enix to to manage to keep guardians of the galaxy under wraps as a game 
um, and having it released in a few weeks' time. It's sort just of pull a shame that nobody to, cares about it. No, no one gives a shit about it. But it's it. Yeah, I mean, it could have just been a DLC. Let's be brutally honest. <laughs> like, why? What are you doing? Like, it's mm. a really shit game anyway. The Avengers game, but that that might have saved it. But maybe they kind of want to move on from the Avengers game because that was my concern. I, and I know from the industry mm. side, they lost a ton of money on it, and to the point that as, as a company, they've been cost saving. Um, well, they did release it in a horrible, broken mess. So, well, there is that. There is yeah. that. Um, any more for any more on E3? Let me look at my list. Um, oh, oh, Jack Sparrow oh, coming to see if these. I was literally about to say that. that yes. Hey, full house. Mm. I I called it before it happened as well. I just started singing the yo ho yo. Although <laughs> I think I was actually in the trailer at the time. I was like, wait, are it the Guardian? <laughs> oh, no, wasn't DMCU? No. I. Oh, that might have been... No, 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 it wasn't in the trailer, because I don't think <laughs> I would have been it, able to hear that. It, it was, because it was on or the was? Xbox One. But the Xbox okay, One... Okay, yeah. All right, it was in well, the trailer. <laughs> I, 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 I remember watching your stream, Mia, and some of your chat was like, oh my God, it's this DMCA. And then you were starting to freak out. But at the end of the stream, because you were you were, you were were co-streaming it off of Twitch Gaming, um, they put at the end, like a box, and I'm sure they put it at the start, but they put at the end, like, um, all Twitch streams... Uh, Twitch Gaming stream... Uh, is DM is DMCA safe exactly? I googled it real quick. I was like, yes, it's safe. It was the best conference too because they cleared all their music. It's like, exactly, yeah. Thank you so much for believing in streamers. You know, we do a lot of work just to sell your games. Like, it's nice to see that you. Oh, oh, I know we're going to talk about Jack Sparrow. Nintendo, I hate you so much. Did you know what Nintendo did? The tweet. The tweet five hours before the conference. It's like, yeah, we'd we'd like to ask that nobody actually live co-streams this. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm just sat here. I've just learned about it right before I'm about to go live, and I'm just like freaking out, thinking, no, what, is that just for Japanese people? And then I, I literally had to dead ass sit where there. Where did it come from? Japan. Like, the... It's Nintendo right, Japan. Okay. And maybe bit, it's. But... Maybe it's it, the them, you know, worrying about the DMCA stuff. That's like what I was, that's, that's their what solution. I was meaning, being yeah. like, mm, we haven't made this easy for anybody to co-stream. Just tell them not to co-stream it. You know, that's 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 easy. Just tell them to put videos up on YouTube later because it's easy Ooh. to deal with. I guess. Uh, gossip has come in from chat. Um, Taysan has heard that. Uh, it was that only Japanese only, streams. They only made the Japanese version. That messaging the Japanese was so bad. Twitch pulled their stream. <laughs> Twitch pulled their yeah. Nintendo Direct stream because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they completely it was, cocked it's crazy. that one mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Phil is the one written in Japanese, so well. Yeah, Japanese stuff. Um, I will say, I drove robots at E3 this week. Um, well, at least the Twitch is kind of like E3 set up this week. I forgot to talk about that in my weekly recap, but um, I was a robot and you could have like checked me out in the background of some of the uh, the, the Twitch streams. They're just peeking up over the bar and then like <laughs> slowly lowering down, just being an absolute creep. But anyway, Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. Um, yeah, I mean, no, yeah. nothing other coming than just like he's coming to Sea of Thieves. I, have, I haven't played Sea of Thieves. I kind of wish that it's I, I kind of... It's good. There's yeah, a trolling I, I... issue that I had when I played it, but yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's another online game, though, isn't it? Which is not my um, not mm. my cup of tea. But the thing about this is that I believe it's like story based 
content mm. or missions that are, are in the game rather than you just running around your sandbox okay. and, and doing stuff. So there's actually yeah, it like looks like there's an actual story in it, which I'm intrigued by. And there's tons mm. of new, like, I know, like, I, this is one of my biggest ones actually in my notes section because I, I like Sea of Thieves, it's a very good game. But let me see if I can find it. There's like a bunch of new mobs, there seems like an actual story in it this time. Um, there's like, I think Tortuga, like, from the yeah. movie, there's an actual town in it now, which is really mm -hmm. cool to me. But it just seems mm. to be so much added, it's like a brand new game slapped on top of it. Yeah, absolutely. And and getting some Disney sign off as well is always fun. Mm, definitely. So, yeah. Definitely. I I just hope, you know, that license stays long enough that it's there for the duration of the game that it's just not like removed at some point because that would be a massive mm. pain if that happened. Like Well, hopefully. Another reason to get Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. Any more for any more on E3, or should we move um, on? Uh, most of the conferences were terrible. The only thing I remember yeah. from Ubisoft was the fact, you know, that they they don't um, they they had Rabbids and Mario. There's a new Rabbids Mario game coming, yeah. and uh, you know, my, they, my they... brain is is the only Mario game that's currently living rent free in my brain, which is five days away. Is Mario Golf? Oh, mm -hmm. it downloaded onto my Switch last night, and I saw the icon, and it was downloading. It's like. Have they released it early? No, they're just getting it ready for me. Thank so, you, mm. Nintendo. I now have to sit there for five days with <laughs> it on my it. dash, on my yeah. home, looking at it, keeping clicking. It's just it taunting something. you at that point. Yeah. So um, I would like to say one thing if we're still on oh. this. Slime Rancher 2. Because oh, Slime yeah, Rancher 1 is adorable. Oh, it's such a cute game. And then I saw mm. it like I, I I did not see it coming. So at least Slime Rancher 2 is right there in front of me. And we're like, oh my god, this is so cute. But at the very <laughs> end, graphically, it looks so freaking like cute as well and pretty in terms of like the lighting like, effects off those slimes too. Mm. I noticed at the very end that you can see like our character who's your playable character at the bottom left have gone on the screen and they've got grey hair. So I'm wondering if you're the same lady from the first one, but you're just like a wee old gran, like hunting down these slimes Aww. and feeding them. I'm like, I want that. I want to be a gran with my slimes. <laughs> mm, mm, that'd be super, super duper cute. Um, Just to go back to the Ubisoft conference, they announced an Avatar game, which is, uh, I believe, like a first person, like James Cameron Avatar game, which is super, super weird. So those are the only two notable things from that conference, and the fact that you, you know, Ubisoft um, protects abusers in, in that workplace. But other than that, yeah, that's the uh, that's the only things I took away from the Ubisoft conference. Um, Devolver was insane, as per usual. As, as per Devolver, yeah. yeah. Um, they sold a two thousand dollar videotape, uh, which was a um, a non fuckable tape. Uh, just to take the piss out of NFTs, and it's sold <laughs> like pretty much straight away, which is insane. Amazing. Um, as well as everything else they do, I don't know. I I don't. I, I, I it's kind of like running away from me now. It was like fun the first couple times the developer thing, but now it's just like completely going over. Yeah, my head. it's kind of you kind of forget the games they actually announce because you're more invested mm. in the story that they I keep can't telling through the trailer. Any of the developer games that exactly, they and I, I think that's that is the that's the risk of doing something a bit OTT and trying to sort of like is you you you're kind of taking people away from the games. Mm. But you but, remember the producer, yeah, and you remember that you remember the story they're telling, or you remember the what they're trying to do with the storyline, or, or the, the sort of the production quality and all that sort of stuff, which is amazing and it's a fantastic mm -hmm. sort of thing. But I I feel like someone's got a bit OTT somewhere, and they've kind of forgotten mm -hmm. they have to sell games. I think uh, other than that, I, I there's really nothing else for me. Oh, except for Back for Blood, 
that's another one of my big games that's coming out. I, as a mm. as a massive Left 4 Dead fan, Turtle mm-hmm. Rock working on a brand new, basically a spiritual successor to that, and it has PvP uh, like the original Left 4 Dead versus mode. Oof, I'm in, I'm down. That's I want what I've that. already got. Stick it in my veins. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got your group ready? Your your four friends? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I've got mine. Like, see, I was watching the Redfall team, and I was like, right, I know who's whose characters who, so I need to get my character first. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Love dope. it. Um, so that was E3. Um, let's see what happens next year. Hopefully uh, some return to normality, but uh, I, I we'll see. Um, it'd be interesting to actually see if E3 does bother coming back. I don't know how relevant that is now as a physical event. but I feel oh, I like it's dying it a little mm. bit. Well, it depends on, like, you know, if if precautions are taken at conventions or not now too like i mean one well, exactly. is a thing for a reason do you think that's like oh well, that's it's just, literally it's, like a hotbed for it's harrowing action. isn't it to think that we all used to giggle and laugh but ah, i've got conflu and it's like yep that's a coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> and you're sort, you're sort of looking back at it now it's like how bloody laid back were we then anyway um so luke it's time for your time in the spotlight uh to get to know you a little bit more through through an interview um so yeah it's casual laid back nice little yeah. questions i don't know anything yeah, else to I... be honest i'm quite casual myself <laughs> well it's actually not a formal funnily, job enough, interview. <laughs> funnily enough that that casual nature is is one thing i love when i was like checking out your content just like how 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 cool and and, and collected and, and like how calm you keep things over there except for when it goes a little bit out of uh what, what a bit mean? extra. What do you Is that the kind of thing that you think attracts people to your stream? What kind of, uh, what kind, what do you feel attracts people to your content and stream? Um, honestly, if, if I knew I would capitalize on it and get more views, but at this point, I just don't. <laughs> I feel you there. I feel you like, there. like, I just, um, like, okay. Um, I go, like, I go live. So my thinking, my thinking with streaming was, right? I swear a lot, right? Not my intention, but it, I'm Scottish, it just happens. So, like, I thought I would just jump on stream, like, see what it's like, chat shit, play games, and go from there. But I've been mean, for like a year now after my mates were just like, try it. Why don't you just try it? So, when I first started streaming, I knew nothing. I didn't know anyone. I was like, let's just try it twice, see what it's like. And then from there, I was like, oh, do you know what? This is really good fun. Like, I'm meeting some really cool friends who like the stuff that I like because as a queer person, you're kind of told, especially as like a mass presenting queer person, you're like, you like fashion, you like um, dressing pretty, you like queer music, that's what you like. And I'm like, no, I want to I want to play D&D and play video games. I don't want to do those things. And from that respect, like I struggle to find people who are like me and queer. But Twitch is riddled, riddled mm. with queers who like video games and D&D and this nerdy stuff. And I'm like, this is amazing. Let's do this. Um don't know where my conversation is going, but I've got ADD, so that's what happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I'm all about that. Um, you've been streaming for just over a year now, I think. Um, fourteen so whole months. Fourteen whole months. What made mm-hmm. you get into streaming in the first place? What was your what was the sort of jumping off point for you? Um, one of my one of my friends who, fun enough, I played D and D with streams, um, and I watched. Um, him a few times and I was like oh that seems like fun and he kept pushing me to do it and I was like no like got a full-time job like seems like fun but I, like I don't know um and he was like no do it so I had one day I was like I'm gonna do it and I did it and it was amazing <laughs> like, um I got my like affiliate within a couple of weeks I made loads of really cool friends 
nice. um, and then just went from there. But mm. from that, I've kind of built upon the same reason I like I play video games, right? I play video games to escape from how horrific and scary the real world can be, right? Oh yeah. So see when come in, people come into our stream. I want them to forget all the horrific, scary, shite things that are happening to them outside, and just look at this idiot in a in a screen like being stupid, playing games, and having a good time. You <laughs> can you laugh? Like that's all I want. Well, I I I think I think you do that, and uh, in that year that well that fourteen months that you have been doing that, uh, what would you say are some of the 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 highlights, some the the parts that you remember uh, fondly that you can take away? I've got show and tell. I've got show and tell. Ooh. Love a bit of show so and tell. This, this is what uh, we did on my one year stream anniversary. We raised a whole bunch of money for LGBT Youth Scotland, oh. um, which is a charity here based in Scotland, based in like health and helping like young queer people find safe spaces where they can be themselves and um, where they can um, get like a lot of support if they need it on top of like a bunch of other really cool stuff. And I really, really love what they do there. So I was like, do you know what? I'm going to try and raise funds for them. So we managed within, I don't know, like six to eight hours, whatever. I don't know, like, where's the £825.81? So that's something I am Aww. incredibly proud of. Not it's just for like, myself. It's absolutely adorable that they yeah. sent you a certificate. Just for the audio uh, listeners, by the way, uh, there's a certificate um, <laughs> that was sent to, to Luke, which is it's just fantastic. It's these, it's these in the background all the time, as our mind are like, mm. I didn't do that. I donated, let's, frankly, I don't have money to donate. I didn't need no money to that. So I was, all community based. I didn't do that. Like, the community did that. No, wait, like, you, I mean, no, but you, the community wouldn't be there without you. You did do that. You yeah. did do that. I was going to say, That's yeah, a don't, balance. It's a balance. Don't, yeah, <laughs> don't, don't do yourself. You you have to be there for them. You facilitated it happening. Yes, exactly. So exactly. you have to give yourself a little bit of the credit there. So yeah. that's you probably convince the people to put thing. their hands in their pockets. It's a big thing. It's not an easy it, thing it's, to do either. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and certainly, well, for the first 12 months, that, that's certainly one hell of an achievement. Mm -hmm. um, key thing uh, when people are starting out, what, what sort of quick, simple advice would you give to other people that are thinking about starting out in into streaming? <laughs> oh, a mistake that everyone makes when they start getting into streaming. See the, see the whole, everyone everyone in, who streams now has a, a no... It's like not shout outs. What's the phrase I'm looking for? Like self advertising. Mm. So, whenever you start streaming, you always go in and you don't, you always word it carefully, right? You're always like, oh, I'm not saying I'm, I'm streaming, but I'm like, oh, like I stream too. Like you're, you're really casual about it. And I'm like, I see you. Mm. I, I see you, new person to streaming, right? I see you're doing. Do you know why? Because I did that. <laughs> and then I learned mm. actually it's not okay. So, don't, don't do that. Sit and listen. Yeah. Um, make genuine, genuine friendships. Like, I have so many friends, so many friends from Twitch, and whenever I see them do well, you don't you don't get jealous that this person who you're friends with who started at the same time has significantly more numbers than you. Because at the end of the day, that's that's your friend. You don't get jealous of friends. You support them. You're like, this is really cool of you. Like, keep doing that. So don't get jealous of your friends. Don't do that subtle shout out thing and just do what makes you happy. Because at the end of the day, if you do what's popular, um just to kind of get figures or whatever you're not gonna have fun doing it you're gonna fall out yeah you make it partner but then we're gonna do like um so i would say i would say those yeah yeah i think those are really good ones to uh take away as well like, especially like forging those those real co uh connections the whole idea of networking is bullshit you really want to forge those mm -hmm. real connections with people yeah. networking is like just this catch-all term that's that's terrible anyway speaking of 
streaming and stuff aside from streaming mm -hmm. what is what do you do outside of streaming and do you see streaming as becoming your full-time job uh, outside or? of streaming i cry but when i don't do that i um <laughs> <clears throat> i um would love i would absolutely love for streaming to be a full-time job but realistically realistically at present i don't see that happening um mm. thank you very much to the scottish government this um as a full-time job in the scottish government um help fund me with it which is real generous of them but i've got five five whole months left before i have to be like either this is a sustainable job which i can pay my bills with or i need to get a part-time job so with that yeah. in mind um as much as things are going really well for me just now like i keep going from strength to strength which is amazing thank you everyone so much for supporting me um i don't see it happening within five months so i've actually actually applied um to work with lgbt youth scotland Oh, fantastic. Um, and fairness, they've, they got back to me, they're really kind of saying, we don't have the position you're looking for just now because I wanted to get in like uh, fundraising and comms, but they do have volunteer work, which I have happily dived on and hopefully get into that very soon. Very cool. Awesome. Mm. Um, you're also an aspiring uh, personal trainer as well, aren't you? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, what got you into that sort of fitness world? Right, so we're going to get real sad. Brace yourselves. Um, my dad died when I was 19 years old from cancer. Uh, um, my dad was a powerlifter. Um, so my dad was was like, I don't know, four foot five and a good dude. Like he was he was a short person, um, but he was like like two doors wide. Um, so I felt like it was a good way to one, help my depression and anxiety without taking medication. Hmm. Um, and two, like a good way to honor my dad by going to the gym and stuff like that. And it's now gone to a point where I go to the gym as it's like catharsis like a lot of people will meditate or other things like that so see when i'm saying i'm going to the gym i'm not like that white muscle gay who's like oh bro just going to the gym get my pump i'm like no it's like meditation for me like it's where i can just let everything that happened in that day disappear everything that's currently happening that i'm worried about that makes about disappears for like an hour and a half that i'm in that gym mm. and i can just focus myself and doing things right and go from there so that's why I go to the gym because it helps with my mental health, it my physical health. I'm riddled with asthma. I go up a flight of stairs and I'm puffed out. So pretty much I do what I can. But mm -hmm. I feel really good from it. And I kind of go from there. And I recommend that see if you are struggling from like anything, like if you're having really bad mental health, or whatever, then get a nice friendly PT like me <laughs> who can help you feel more comfortable with yourself without feeling the anxious that a lot of people feel when they go to the gym like oh, i'm not a big muscly person they're like yeah but how did that muscly person start how did they get to there like everyone has to start somewhere yeah i mean that's that's the same with anything really it's mm -hmm. like streaming as well i mean a lot of people jump in expect to be big straight away but you have to work at it you have to you have to do these things you can't mm -hmm. you can't be a master of anything straight away you need to actually put the work in and put the time and effort in um speaking of uh time and effort and the future uh do you have any specific future plans like either on stream or off stream for things that you want to do like like go to any cons or it doesn't have to be streaming related do you know what i didn't even think but yes absolutely um first of all what every every affiliate streamer who wants to do this full time would like is to be partner at some point mm -hmm. um i would love for um to meet people like i've like i said before like i've made so many friends i made tons and tons of mm -hmm. friends um, so I would love to meet my friends like uh, like John John, uh, Sefer of Tear, Urban Bohemian. Uh, I've got tons of really cool, wonderful friends 
who would love, love, love to meet in person, who have been nothing but kind to me, nothing but supportive. And I feel like the least I can do is like meet them, not because I want, not just like just because I want to, but because they've done so much for me. Like they're really cool people. Mm. And mm. I just wanna, like I'm a very huggy person. I'm six foot five. I'm actually I'm intimidating, but believe it or not. Um, but I want to hug them I'm, and I just want to have a good time. I'll buy them a drink, chat shit, mm, mm. get drunk, and have a good time at a con. I will say that's exactly what what, what TwitchCon yeah. is like. Yeah, just, me and you will go. Let's let's go. Like, Hell we'll, yeah, let's do it. Just wrap up and we'll go to the pub the new. Like. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start our own con. If they won't put a TwitchCon on, we'll, we'll do exactly. our own con. Exactly. We're glad Yeah. <laughs> So next up is quickfire questions. Um, I'm going to give you a couple of minutes to sort of psych yourself up for that because um, I'm going to talk to Mia really quickly about some of the other fun stuff that we had at E3 because um, okay. one of the things that just pinged off back into my head was the Fantastic Forza. Um, not oh, yes. The most, not the game most renowned. Um, not the game most renowned for um, for those sort of things, but it has, um, it has uh, pronoun stuff in there as well. So oh, really? I thought that was really interesting. Know yeah um, yeah i'm actually kind of like pumped for that i don't really like car racing games i like more arcadey style one but i think that's horizons right um so that's that's exactly uh yeah absolutely yeah yeah, it's Forza, yeah forza horizon was definitely um it, it it has it has some amazingly sort of diverse stuff in it's got some lgbt stuff in it it's got some uh yeah it's just like that really stood out as like one of the sort of super surprising kind of diverse things um but yeah, I mean, anything else often on the E3 thing that we missed? I feel like we missed some stuff from our conversation, so I'm sort of backtracking a little bit while that's Luke's okay. like some stuff yeah. ready for quick fires. That's, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah, no, I'm. I, I was actually really amazed at um, like how how good looking Forza looks too. Um, yeah. In terms of like, yeah. in terms of like the graphics. I'm quite lines. a secret. I'm I'm a bit of a secret racer um in game obviously not in real life i'm a safe driver in real life um but uh but yeah i, I it, it looks like an absolutely stunning game and and to sort of find out that once again microsoft is sort of bringing in a little bit more pride rep and whatever else i was i was very happy with that so mm -hmm. i'm trying to think of what like there i think there were one or two other things that i was super super excited for that i didn't get to, to mention did do you have any idea what contraband is did you see that trailer for contraband i did and i still don't know it I think it was yeah. one of those. It, it was a bit. It kind of reminded it, me of like I thought it was the it new like um, a little Far bit, Cry when it was coming yeah, up on the screen like, to start off with because like it was very sort of Uncharted vibes or yeah, a bit of Uncharted, like bit that. of Far Cry, a uh, bit of Far Cry Six because Far Cry Six is kind of like um, drug over drug lord sort of uh, story based stuff, um, and I sort of thought this was like something similar to that, but no, Contraband was interesting. Oh yeah. Um, Should we yeah. see if Luke psyched himself up ready for? Yeah, yeah, go ahead for his quick fires. Yeah, I know that quick fire um, questions can be very, very yeah. like <laughs> it's, it's stressful. But uh, don't well, worry. Top, no, let me tell you. <laughs> you don't have to stress about it. Literally, it's whatever comes off the top of your head. We're gonna ask you a bunch of questions. First yep. things so, This is actually like a, an ADD person's dream, right? Because yeah. like it's literally <laughs> yeah. first thing that comes Banana. to mind. No. No, 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 no. Anyway, um, so yes, don't worry if you can't answer something. We'll just move on. We can circle back to it. Not a big deal, but these are actually very, very easy questions. So uh, I'll start. What's been your Go favorite game this year? I'm sorry. Please say that again because I don't hear it. <laughs> sorry. What's been your favorite game this year? Robin's just talking over me. Goddamn. Did 
I feel like I want to. There's too many. <laughs> or what have you played most? And then make it a bit easier. Right, that's that's dangerous because I've played RimWorld the most, and RimWorld's not necessarily a new game, but I'm very <laughs> proud. I'm now over 1,200 hours on it. But game that, do you know what? Game that I enjoyed the most, which I didn't expect actually, Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, interesting. Which, can I get on? Gonna get into for a time. Um, I found a lovely LGBTQIA plus um, guild that were really friendly, really lovely, um, and I've just um, got back into that again um, after like a month off because my SSD broke. But I think that was the one I'm mostly pleasantly surprised about. I'm really enjoying that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, what was the most memorable game from your childhood? Oh, from my childhood, right. Um, I would go with not necessarily childhood, but Wind Waker. Ellen mm. Zelda Wind Waker. Mm. Um, mm. That's like I've got I've got like a got a tattoo here. It's, it's a horrible tribal I drew when I was 19, but it's over like a wolf that was supposed to be from Twilight Princess. I've got the Triforce on my back. Like, I'm a massive Zelda fan. Mm. But Wind Waker, like, it was just so massively different to everything that came before. It had this gorgeous, mm. gorgeous graphic style. It had this, like, the music in, in Zelda is always amazing, but see Maker's Melody. Uh, and then you see the Great Deku Tree, which is obviously like mm. a callback to everything that's in the Zelda. And I just, it makes me very emotional. It's a very good game. I still want a Korok plush just, just, to, just to have. Like yeah, that's so cute. Yeah. And of course, that was the one that um, introduced the, the Rito as well, that were like yes, the Zora yeah. of the skies, even though everything's ocean now. I'm like, this is perfect, but okay, go off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, just follow up from that. Who's your favorite video game character? Oh, Link came up again, but I'm going to say no to that. Do you know what? I'm going to go with different ways. I'm going to go with um, any character that you can make. I'm a massive RPG mm. fan, so... I love when you can build your character to me, what you want to do, like what you want to play about with. And the best thing about that is you can just play the game again and do something totally different. So I'm going to say my favorite game character is myself. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's the best answer we've ever had for that question. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what game would you most want a sequel to? This is an old one. This is a real old one. Have you ever heard of a game called Two Human? Yes. Yes, I have. Yeah, that nice. So that was a game that was trapped in development hell for years. Finally came out mm -hmm. Tesla 360, had this kind of um, cyber aesthetic, mm. but with Norse gods, yeah, which is really. Is that the one you start with a hammer? Is that? I think so. Yeah, Two human, yeah, T O O, and human. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it was an amazing game. Um, I really, really loved it, and then there was nothing after that and there was this really amazing feature in it that i would never seen before which was like you jacked into this like internet kind of that had these different levels and you could get like treasure and stuff but it was like this ancient forest but also technology it was wild but it was so cool and if there was another one of them or even a remaster i would dive on it it was such a cool mm. game okay so who would be your dream stream guest or the person you'd most want to collab with Shit, I've not thought of that. Could be anybody. Could be a celebrity. Could be someone on Twitch. Could be. Could be anything. Who like is my as a guest? Do you know? I've I've. I don't think this is the right answer, but I've thought about this a little bit. So uh, I love drag. I'm a massive fan of local drag scene here. So I kind of had this idea of um, just having like a guest slot of having like a local local drag queen come in discussing like what inspires them like what their drag's all about like what just kind of similar to this idea like um 
how how people should start and all that kind of stuff and of course like how you can tip your drag queens find them on instagram mm-hmm. and twitter etc etc mm-hmm. um but i think i would say that's my answer like having a bunch of drag queens on that we can just talk about drag and being queer nice but local queens yeah because you're friends with uh, ellie diamond aren't you I am, yeah. yeah. Um, I if there is a if there is a Scottish drag queen, there is a nine out of ten chance I know them. Yeah, fair enough. There you go. Um, and of course, obviously, Lawrence Cheney uh, won one drag race UK for season two. So absolutely deserved full Scottish representation. Uh, what game are you most looking forward to coming out? Yeah, I'm gonna go back to Starfield. Yeah. Um, I'm a massive Skyrim, like massive Elder Scrolls fan, mm-hmm. massive Fallout fan. Um, another game where I can pick a direction and run, built by Bethesda. I'm a massive fanboy. Like, just let me go. Let me let me run with it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Picture the scene: you're marooned <laughs> on a desert island. Right. It's a really high tech desert it's island. It's a high tech <laughs> desert island with internet capabilities, but for some reason yeah. you can't call for help. Which three <laughs> games do you have with you? Oblivion. Wind Waker and <laughs> uh, Civilization Five because by the time I've not even finished one game, I'll have been simply rescued. <laughs> so we're <fine. laughs> uh, Which game has the best soundtrack? I want to. I'm so sorry. I'm just going to keep saying Wind Waker. Um, well, you're not wrong. Called, to be actually, fair, you're not wrong. So, like, I, I'm really bad for listening to the the 10 year anniversary. Wait, was it 20 year anniversary? Mm. OST came a silver disc. It mm. came with uh, Skyward Sword when you first got it. Yeah. I've I got think... that, uh, the gold disc, oh, even, yeah. and I'll listen to that fairly regularly. So I would say mm. that. The orchestration on that is so good. Mm. Like, oh, Gorgeous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, like I like I love you even more now, finding out how much of a Zelda fan that you are. Um, kindred spirit, I tell you what. Uh, this question, feel free to take all the time that you need on it. It doesn't need to be answered quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And it is. Where can people find your content and what have you got coming up on the channel? Um, so I've actually unintentionally taken a week off pretty much um, because I got my vaccine. I've also coming off anti anxiety and depression medications and we've been going through it. However, I'm feeling pretty spectacular recently. Um, and you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash look boogie, um, where I stream Monday through Thursday, half one UK time onwards. Um, I play everything and anything um again add like i've got a schedule for the time is the right part whatever game we're gonna play it's it's a bag let's see what happens um you can also find me on twitch uh, twitch.tv forward slash games and also you can you can look at my makeup and thirst traps on instagram so so it's a good fun fact <laughs> um but yeah i play variety i play anything that you like which is dangerous Hell but yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Uh, Luke, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, it's well, been, thank you so much for having me. It's been having so much fun. Yeah. An absolute pleasure. I, I, I am, again, I'm now more in love with Luke than ever with the whole Zelda <laughs> thing. If I were to pan my, uh, my, my camera like up, you'd, so, you'd see my, my Zelda stuff up there. You could just barely see it, but yeah. it's so, but I can see the Hellion Shield. Hello. But yeah. Yeah, there's like a bunch of the Triforce as well. Oh my yeah. god, hello! Ugh, it's too small on that that screen. Oh great, this is a wonderful. Oh, that's not well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some of the people will like that, I guess. Um, audio <laughs> listeners, you're missing out. Yeah. Anyway, oh, we're back to the hot tub. 
<laughs> we should be in the ASMR channel. Anyway, um, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the Gaming Podcast Live. We will be back in two weeks' time with our next Gaming Podcast Live DigiPride special. Absolutely. And if you want to listen to any of these episodes, the Game Podcast Live is available on all good podcast platforms. It is. It definitely, definitely is. And if you're on those platforms listening right now and you want to watch these recordings live, you can head on over to twitch.tv forward slash gaming mag and hit that follow button. If you want to catch my personal content, you can find me over at twitch.tv forward slash mirabyte. But in the meantime, don't forget to keep reading Gaming Magazine. And we will uh, we see will you all next time. See you all next time. Yay! Bye! <laughs> Bye. Bye.